Hey everyone. If you're new to the show, we are an improvisational and collaborative storytelling podcast that's focused on telling fun, character-driven stories. Now, what does that mean? Well, to keep it simple, we sit down at our desks, log in online, and pretend to be someone we're not for a little while, all the while recording it to share with you. We're here to weave a tale for you to enjoy, second by second, line by line. Follow along as our players pretend to be small-town adventurers, doing their best to put some good into the world. And my favorite part about all this is that we have no idea what will happen next. Our story is being told with a game system you may or may not be familiar with. Oh, who am I kidding? It's Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. Now, we loosely rely on this system to tell our own stories, independent of the lore and problematic content that comes out of the box with Dungeons & Dragons especially in its own world lore. In short, this just means that we use the game system and some dice to decide what happens next to our characters, not some story or some world that someone else has written for us. I wonder what'll happen this week. Who knows? Let's roll the dice and find out what happens next, together. Okay, since we haven't done a level up in a while, first, for just in case I use this as a recording for an episode, because um, as I was speaking before, we've caught up to our year-long backlog, finally. Hey everyone, welcome to Tales of Asperon. Um This week, we're going to start off a little slower than normal, um, instead of just jumping right in. In between this session and our last one, the players leveled up. They're now level six. They've gotten some access to some pretty cool and fun features. Um, and this is something we've never really done for the viewers at all. So I figured it'd be fun to do it now. Could everyone here first, who's present? Let's do a roll call. I'm here. It's me, Chunky Ogerto. <laughs> <laughs> hi. My legal name. Um, hi, my name is AV. I play Alea. Thurbash is here. Um, I still haven't figured out a, an on-screen name to use. That's fine. I will put redacted well, right next to Yeah, that. we'll we'll work it out. <laughs> well, redacted. Yeah, my name's redacted. Ha ha ha. Yeah, so Haley couldn't make this session, so instead of jumping right into the plot, we are going to let everyone know what's going on with everybody's level ups. We haven't really talked about it, so... First, could I get everyone to roll some hit dice? You're all level six now. So. Oh boy. Um, what's my. Let me find it's on. I have a. I have the D&D thing open, so. Yeah, I should be able go. to see this somewhere. Perfect. I don't know where I can find it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm literally looking so, like, Where's the. I'm staring at my screen like a vegetable. Quick action. So. Hit dice. Ooh, see? Hmm. Where is that? Um, Barbarian should be a D12. Barbarian is D12. Yes. yes. So oh, damn. I was going to say six. I like 12 better. 
Yeah, you roll a d12 and add plus two. You can use the in the bottom of left of your browser. There's a little dice icon. You can use that to roll a d12. Yeah. Or, you know, meat dice no. if you'd like. I got a three, and then would I add plus two for my what constitution modifier? So oh, that's if plus you, five. That's if you roll five, if you roll less than half on the dice, I usually just make it half because. No, I like I like I like doing. I have a plus five constitution modifier, so I rolled a three. I get eight anyway. Well, no, you have you have a plus two. You're looking at your your. Oh, you throw. oh <laughs> oh, that's the saving throw. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, no, I got five points. Five points is pretty good. Okay, that that brings my max up to forty-eight. Nice, chunky boy, Tedward, Mister Meat Thick. Okay. Um, so I cool. got a six plus one constitution, so seven. Woo. What'd that put you at? Uh, I don't even know where I am. Oh, uh, I have 37 right now, so plus, what did I say, 7? Mm-hmm. Uh, 44. Nice. I rolled an 8 plus 3 constitution modifier, so I am at a meaty 51. Holy shit. I've taken some damage since the last time we played, so technically not at 51. <laughs> What's your con modifier? Con is plus three. Oh, that's why. (laughs) I was like, why is that higher than a barbarian? But now I understand. Well, I also got really good at whenever I rolled this, I got really good at rolling it. (laughs) Yeah. Also, for the audience, if those numbers are inconsistent or or too high or whatever, I don't care. Um, The more hit points they have, the more scary stuff I can throw at them. So it gets fun for everybody <laughs> yeah. the more false protection we have from the grim reality of death in this game yeah there's an HP threshold where I can just add more attacks <laughs> um, okay so with everybody at level 6 what kind of cool features do you get um, as we know Alay is a dream druid so I think there's something cool with that Tedward is our homebrew barbarian which I think it's called Path of the Unsung Hero or Legend or something like that it's not published yet so we're still workshopping it and Thurbash you are a fey warlock right? Yes Who wants to go first? We can roll for it Have mine outside I'll just go Okay (laughs) Um, I have, so at level six, I get the Hearth of Moonlight and Shadow. Um, So during a short or long rest, you can invoke a shadowy power of the glooming, glooming, glooming court to help guide your respite. Respite. So it's like guide your rest. Ah, okay. Um, At the start of the rest, you touch, you touch a point in space and an invisible 30 foot a uh, radius sphere of magic appears centered on that point. Total cover blocks the sphere. Um, within the sphere, you and your allies gain plus plus five bonus to dexterity, stealth, and wisdom perception checks. And any light from open flames in the sphere, a campfire, torches, or the like, isn't visible outside of it. Uh, the sphere vanishes at the end of the rest or when you leave the sphere. So you basically got a spooky stealth dome. Nice! Kinda. So with that, this is something I like to ask my players as they're leveling up, um, because it's not something that ever happens, you know, while we're playing or in front of the screen, because, you know, giving you, like, giving a wizard spellbooks and them learning new stuff, like, 
it's kind of hand wavy. Like it's just suddenly something they know how to do, which is a little weird. Um, is there any particular way you would like me to approach that kind of stuff for Alea? Like, is it something she's been working on? Is it like just this spontaneous thing she now knows how to do? Maybe it's something she learned from her parents. What do you think? She kind of contemplating the idea of Alea starting to keep a journal of sorts with letters that she's going to write to her family and she kind of meditates on what's been happening um on her journey um and things like that so like while she's meditating and thinking of that kind of stuff thinking of home um she just kind of tries to remember things that her family have spoken about done you know um in the past oh um, that's cool so like thinking of old family stories and stuff and then kind of coming up with these new things yeah, and then it's kind of like trial and error, kind of like, you know, learning and going as you, as, it, as the story progresses. It kind of, it's interesting too, because like you guys are kind of isolated in this spooky forest and it's like a dome that'll protect you from like scary stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of on brand. Sorry, as you may know, I have throat gremlins, so I had to cough real bad. <laughs> um, another reason why I've been holding off recording for so long. Um, broke gremlins. Yeah, right. They just six weeks. They won't mm. leave up. Just having like they're playing limbo with my vocal cords here. It just moved in, you know. Yeah. They're comfy. <laughs> squatting. Get out of here. Um. So Tedward, you are up next. What cool things do you get? I don't know. Where would I? So on D&D Beyond, if you go to, you're on your sheet, you can click go to builder in the top right. It's a little hammer and anvil icon. Oh, look at that. And then you can just change your level and add a new thing. You'll get like a little exclamation point when you can pick something new. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, It says riding on coattails. At sixth level, your feats of heroism or villainy have been etched into the fabric of reality itself. When you rage, a luminous uh, cape appears on your shoulders as you tap into this well of inspiration and awe and channel it into an aura of inspiration within a radius of 10 feet. Um, ooh. So basically, it, it makes like a 30-foot radius boost to allies. It gives them 2d8 temporary hit points, adds nice. 1d6 to their attacks, ability check saving throws, as long as you're within 30 feet of me. Uh, oh, and there's options. There's options. No, there's not. There's a drop down menu that says choose options, and oh, it's a lie. <laughs> we're we're pulling lie. back the curtain behind the screen. Hold on. Let me uh, pull up my <laughs> Google Doc. Like I said, this is in development and constantly being playtested by Tedward Shenanigans. I don't think I need any options. Having a glowing cape is pretty cool. Oh, that's it. Yeah, it's just the. Um, yeah. Oh, and they can add. Did you already mention the 1d6 to an attack roll? Or is that yeah. not part of it? Okay, perfect. Yeah, so the the choose option thing is just something that I didn't click and didn't disable in D&D Beyond. So basically, like, Tedward's awesomeness, I guess, Um, or his, like, his his belief that he is heroic (laughs) helps out everybody around him. Um, Objective. It's not just my beliefs. Is there any... It's objective. It is. Is there any way you'd like that to kind of manifest or, I mean, Tedward, up until now, everything has just been the book making weird things happen, and we're kind of rolling with it. But if you want to take the reins a little bit on it, feel free. No, I like the cape. I like the <laughs> cape because it feels like an evolution of, like, it feels like something that would have occurred to Tedward after his anime girl moment when he got hit with the moonbeam. Oh, yep. 
in the wrestling rink. So he would be like, yeah, I need to glow more. <laughs> so now he can, now he can glow glow whenever he wants. Oh, yeah, now he's going to have magical girl transformations. It's his literal glow up. He's glowing up to level six. There you go. Oh, my God. That, so that'll basically happen when you rage. Um, everyone around you will get those temporary hit points, and then they each get 1d6 they can add to something. Um, so if you get knocked out of your rage, it gets disabled. Um, but I, I guess I'll say the temporary hit points stick around because it's kind of inspiring. If that makes sense. Ho, ho, ho. Thurbash, what did you get? Well, DM, I have a question. Do you want me to mention the other things that are happening or just with the level stuff? Um, hmm, just with the level stuff. And I'm okay. only being cryptic because I have a, a, a surprise plan for you guys that was going to happen tonight. But because Haley couldn't make it, um, will happen when we record next. <laughs> Solid. So for my level things, besides uh, so an additional spell because of Warlock. I get a otherworldly patron feature. Um, and this feature is for the Feylock. At 6th level, I have Misty Escape. Whenever I take damage, I can use my reaction to turn invisible and teleport 60 feet to an unoccupied space that I can see. And then I remain invisible until the start of my next turn or until I attack or cast a spell. That's spooky and cool. Um, how would you like to flavor that? So, like... Up until now, Thurbash has been very, like, well, I say up until now for what the audience has experienced. Um, he's been very, like, do you want it to be, like, a woodsy, barky thing? Do you want it to just be, like, a mental, like, how do you want that to manifest itself? So, uh, I'm going to call call back our attention way, way back um, to the fight with the ancient dragon. Or not ancient dragon. Oh, black God, dragon. Man. Young black dragon. <laughs> Not ancient, not ancient. It was it was a young, it was a juvenile, like, um, green dragon. Okay, juvenile green dragon. Uh, and during that fight, we saw Thurbash use, um, due to an invocation he had, he was able to make some mirror clones of himself using pollen. So I would think it'd be really cool if, uh, as Thurbash has now grown up to the point where he can do this kind of disappear, he creates a little bit of, like, a smoke bomb by smacking himself on the chest and causing a giant pollen ball to appear. Oh, like a pollen. Oh, God, my allergies are... (laughs) (laughs) I'm already coughing thinking about it. Oof. (laughs) That's very cool. Yeah, let me see if there was anything else. Um, Maybe this is a good opportunity to talk about some stuff moving forward. So, as I've already, you know briefed all of you on um we were going to be having a guest show up um in probably one or two recordings from now um who will be taking over the role of an npc that i've been running um and the dynamic's going to change a little bit um just because you know another person is going to be controlling that kind of um controlling this npc and for their benefit, I'd like to maybe take the time to talk to you guys about how, spoiler alert, how do each of your characters feel about LEL right now? Ooh, <laughs> That's a box to unpack. Uh, I can start if you'd like me to. I'm already talking. Um, Sure, sure. Okay, cool. 
Uh, right now, Thurbash feels, I'm going to choose my words very carefully, um, estranged. He's very just like separated, both physically and mentally from LEL. Um, yeah, there's just a bit too much distance. Now, that may change over the next however many episodes we have, but for right now, Thurbash is not really uh, not focused on LEL. He's very distant, and I'll leave it at that. Well, I mean, yeah, literally and metaphorically. <laughs> yeah, literally and metaphorically and physically and emotionally, he's very distant to where LEL is right now. Hey, would anyone like to go next? Um, just as a refresher, uh, yes. we played... It was Tedward, Alea, and Eliel, and it was like... Oh, and Hele. Well, oh, yeah, it was Hele, Alea, and Eliel. Oh, yeah, because Tedward was knocked out. He was um, unconscious. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, and they were playing a game of true, true, Two Truths and a Lie, right? Yep. Um, and then all the craziness happened, and then we've just been on our journey trying to find Thurbash, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that's the extent of where we are with with uh Yeah, so LEL joined you guys as basically for the viewers and this is going to be a nice recap because we had a pretty big break when I had, you know, bronchitis. <laughs> um and wasn't mic friendly. Ha 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 ha. Mike, get it? <laughs> I got that's, it. That's fine. Uh I'll just I'll, I'll edit that out. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um yeah, so she, so she joined the party when Hele's tail got bitten by a turtle in the river, and he pulled it into the boat and decided to adopt it without realizing that this was a shape-shifting fae in disguise. Um, after some kind of back-and-forth trickery, Eliel revealed herself to the party and asked to travel with you guys to wherever you were going uh, through the forest. Um. So I guess... Uh my or Elias, my feelings towards Eliel are that of curiosity. Um, just kind of the new dynamic, um, of a new relationship. Um, yeah, I, it's mostly curiosity and just like, um, because I feel like um, Eliel also was the kind of the leading factor of Alea figuring out that. She doesn't exactly see the world like everyone else sees it with like colorblind and like, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so it's just curiosity of more of like, oh, what does she know? You know, or what do mm -hmm. they know? Yeah, I kind of I definitely picked up on the curiosity, I think, especially when you were like reading. Uh, I forget where you found a rhyme on the trail. Was it like maybe it was on one of the stones in the fire or was it like inscribed over the door? We recorded this a while ago, but I remember. Well, yeah, I distinctly yeah. remember you looking at Eliel suspiciously. <laughs> Yeah, that was, it was a sign, I think. Mm -hmm. On the cabin? That sounds familiar? Yeah. yeah, something like that. And Tedward, how are you feeling? Tedward kind of sorts, he sorts everybody into people who punch and people who don't. I've never <laughs> seen Eliel punch anybody. And Eliel's also seems a bit too, like, physically wayfish to be used as an improvised weapon. Um, did I throw one of you guys before? I feel like I've thrown at least one of you. You've totally picked Thurbash up off of his feet by his neck. Uh, I don't know if you threw him, but... I sworn I threw one of you. It must have been a different D&D campaign. That sounds true. But yeah, so like, all of, all of the categories of usefulness, um, smashing or being used to smash things, 
Elial doesn't seem to fit neatly into any of them. So Tedward also, his memory is kind of fuzzy, but Tedward also is of the vague suspicion that they had something to do with his uh, his run-in with the, uh, getting freaking loaded off moth dust. Uh, Even yeah. though that's a baseless suspicion, Tedward can't remember anything. And anytime something magical and fantastic, phantasmagorical happens to him, he just kind of goes, oh, magic people did that. Uh, which is, you know, like why he carries around the potatoes for sorcerers. <laughs> yeah. Classic, classic uh, distrust of the uh, intellectual that, that seems common in uh, muscular people in fantasy universes. It's all here, buddy. All here. Tedward's relationship with Eliel is she does magic. She does not smash things. I will cautiously hold potato until the time comes. <laughs> yeah, I've got a potato with Eliel's name on it. Yes. Oh my god, that's absolutely fantastic. And the potato says, I've got my eyes on you. Wow. Hey ho! That's my dad joke. You got your in you got yours in. I like the fact that uh Tedward classifies people as smash or use to smash. Most objects too. <laughs> uh, that tracks that tracks so hard. Even when he was a farmer, he was like, What can I use to smash hunger? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even literal smashing yeah oh that's great it's the great venn diagram of smash it eclipses every single facet of tedward's life every facet um so one thing to an interesting kind of thing to to talk about going forward um we only have i think a few more sessions at the most in this forest i want to say maybe two or three total um which yeah, could be five, could be six episodes. Who knows? Um, to record. What are your characters? Are they thinking about what happens after this, or are they like tunnel visioning on the kind of you know immediate goal in front of them? Because each each character here has this kind of long, like long term thing. Like I know Haley's is looking into this person that he found evidence from, from the island that he came from, and he, like, wants to collect stories to take them home. Um, Alea, you have your curse. You have maybe reconnecting with your family. Tedward, you have a, a, a living wish spell that is mangling your psyche. Got a um, tiny man in my head. Yeah, you got a tiny man in your head to rescue. Um, yeah. I know that the party's goal, at least it originally was, Rose offered for you guys to join her as the hunters, uh, like join her as part of like a, a, a team of these kind of, you know, traveling bounty hunters, like this kind of crew that just goes around and helps people um, with problems they might have. Um, is that the kind of story you guys as players want to keep engaging with? Or do you want to go down more of like a tackle every each other's personal things kind of thing because we it can go either i think it can go either way at this point my personal thing like travels with me so i can multitask i, I can be in like a, a guild of bounty hunters and also have a tiny man in my head <laughs> that's that's very true yeah man yeah Alea's probably the same she didn't really set out to, to fight she didn't like have a destination exactly per se mm -hmm. um she was more of just like i gotta go out and gotta like expand my horizons to find the answers mm -hmm. um very broad and very like 
you know. Um, and I think as a group, we kind of decided that we wanted to do more like fun, short things, right? If I remember. Yeah, yeah. Just like they're like kind of just caper instead of like, you know, save the world kind of heroes. Yeah, just silliness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which we have accomplished that in spades. <laughs> so I'm still good with that. So I'm, I'm still good with it. Cool, cool. I uh, long term, uh, the goals of Thurbash haven't changed, and the uh, kind of like running to and fro, and you know, on occasion diving into long term goals, I actually like a lot. Um, because even if there isn't like immediacy towards reaching someone's like long term realization or dream or whatever. Uh, it's always in the background, which I think is really good because sometimes it can push the plot forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say too much about the short term. <laughs> yeah, that's... Thurmash is super focused. Tunnel vision, 100%. Yeah, we have some interesting things there. We'll, we'll see where those dice land when we finally come to that. That's going to be that's gonna be the biggest D&D session I think we've ever had on the show. There's going to be six players for roughly a session or two uh it's gonna be big yes yeah Yeah, you're right holy crap cool well that's that's good to keep in mind because the this place kind of leads to again the emerald crossroads which we talked about um you know where you can kind of get your fill of the city because at this point the show has mostly been wilderness except for that tiny town where you kidnapped a man and beat the guards with potatoes (laughs) (laughs) Self-defense. <laughs> Self-defense. <laughs> That's funny. Prove me wrong, buddy. Take me to court. I'm pretty sure the town that town is too small to have a court. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you punched the judge. <laughs> I didn't realize he was president. He didn't either. <laughs> At this point, oh my god, I'm imagining after the fact. They're like, all right, we gotta elect somebody to deal with this. This is the third time it's happened. <laughs> Yeah, hey, we're just pointing flaws out in their entire, like, structural system, right? <laughs> Helping them. You're saving the world by forcing the construction of infrastructure in your wake. <laughs> Let me we're know helping. if they do elect a judge or try to, because I will run for office. God, Mayor Tedward. Yeah. I think I'm bad now. Wait till I'm, tr- wait till I'm investigating myself. <laughs> interviewing you the eyewitness okay cool so we are at 30 minutes um do you guys have any questions or anything moving forward not for you crap rangoon let's go (laughs) not for me figures hey folks don't worry i won't be keeping you long since this is the mint roll probably just as much time as you'd give your mail person dropping off that sweet christmas merch you've been buying Speaking of packages, we do have merch you can buy to support the show. You'll find it linked in our episodes and on our website. Just click the Redbubble icon on the top right of our banner. Since it's the holiday season, our schedules are a bit more crunchy than normal. Don't worry, that doesn't mean we won't be releasing episodes. It just means that sometimes you'll get cool bonus content like this that we keep in our back pocket for rainy days. All right. Let's get back to the show. Um, I have a question. Are you all... Mm, should I wait to do this scene? I feel like I should. The downside is I won't have enough content <laughs> for a full episode. Because um, this like only a, took 20 minutes. 
0.5 release or be like uh this is like a mini heads up i mean we're, we're coming out of a break right you had bronchitis yeah 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 um i think that could work um okay you know it could be cool the audience knows that the path ahead of all of you has been tampered with by someone um to kind of disguise the trail so if you guys are following it's going to be wildly hard to track them down and i kind of like the idea of you guys landing in this kind of isolated space to rest because like resting on this tiny kind of thin trail in the woods that's like barely existing is pretty dangerous especially because you know what's out here um, what if we do a quick little world build where each of you tell me something cool and interesting about this place? Like, we'll each add something to it. So when we have the next session, we all kind of have a piece of this story, this place you're going to. Oh, heck yeah. Um, this is a, a trail that we're going or like a yeah, place so, along a trail? Um, only way I can describe what has happened to the path that you were on. Um, imagine... You're, make, you're walking your way through this path in the woods, and someone on the path very, very far ahead of you has taken a hammer and an anvil to it, and it has splintered in dozens of directions. And the forest around you is, al- is almost going to be ushering you away from the place you want to go. And I don't think you'll be entirely aware of that. But the, this, this entire forest used to be traveled by you know, tons of people when this robe is still in service. That's why Rose had you go this way because it used to be a, a well-traveled trail less than a year ago. So there, there could be tons of things here. There could be little ruins, weird, natural things and stuff like that. Like whatever you think would be cool to encounter that might feel safe or might feel like shelter, up to you. I got one. I got one. Okay. I'm fresh off a YouTube rabbit hole of watching videos about slime mold. Um, All right, cool. So way back when, when this whole area was first being settled, the reason why the roads are so crazy is because in order to settle a bet about what the most efficient way to link up all the different villages and settlements and trading posts and camps Mm -hmm. was with roads... Uh, a sept of druids planted a tree that was attracted to human populations instead of water and its roots spread out in this massive network and they used the way the roots went to plan the roads. So the roads are basically mimicking a massive underground network of roots that are always growing towards human populations. So as towns sort of thin out and move away and get abandoned, those roots die off and those paths start to get like discarded and forgotten and overgrown. And as new settlements grow up, a new series of roots grows towards them and the paths shift. And it's always it, it like this, the shift seems slow if you look at it with like a human eye for time. But if you were like a giant or something with a longer memory, you'd be like, why is everything constantly changing around here? Mm. It'd be very hard for you to look at. And if you if you were to be keen, you would you'd be able to find this actual tree. Um, so and it, it would eat you. It's absolutely oh my god! That last sentence. How do you do this? <laughs> Our minds have to be linked, dude. That yeah. well, because they had to make it attracted to humans 
somehow. So it, it thinks that you're a resource. And it's not a problem if you're in a city because it can't eat a city and you, oh you can trim God. the roots back. This is but wild. if you run into the tree, it'll eat you. Yeah, right. for sure. Cancel, cancel the, the rest of this arc. Fuck it. <laughs> Thurbash knows why this is fucking wild that you have landed in this exact description. Um, but yes, there there is a tree in this forest that does want to eat people. Um, there you go. Meat. So there we go. Look <laughs> at that. Synergy. Synergy. Um, does this tree also have a foot fetish? Because that was my next thing. I, <laughs> and I, ironically, it is responsible for the reason you're about to get lost. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, but anyway, I was on that because you can use slime molds to plan subway stations. I don't know. Look it up. That's... Oh, I've heard about that. They find, like, the efficient pathways and things like that okay no they want to eat people come pay attention like keep up <laughs> okay so this net this winding road or this winding wild network of roads will uh, it will lead to like little abandoned settlements basically or like anything with human activity one of the areas that has the abandoned human activity um the just like I want to do another spinoff of just like, you know, how traditional D&D is like, everyone meets at the bar, you know, mm -hmm. um, a tavern. I want it to be like, like, it looks like a normal tavern, but it's not. Okay. And there's something creepy happening. I don't know. I'm not good on, I'm not good thinking about No, no, my that's feet. totally cool. So like, it looks like a normal tavern. So the, the, the one place that um, at least Eliel was trying to take you guys to is this kind of cabin up on the cliffs that is like a, a, a way stop or a respite. But if this, this path used to be traveled, it would make sense that there would be travel like taverns or places to stay along the way, because, you know, it's clearly a multi-day hike through this area. Right. So it's like a normal tavern and it's not. And let's talk about the, it's not. Oh God. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. What if the tree grows taverns the way anglerfish have fake little, Worms oh, oh, that's so scary. <laughs> oh, my God. It just grows taverns. That's horrifying. I love this. And if uh, if you're if you're like a savvy adventurer, you can like use them like a normal tavern and not die. If you like follow certain precautions, like, you know, make sure you don't fall asleep without doing xyz before you go to bed and don't drink the root beer if they offer it to you but um okay um so we oh, have what, oh, it's go like ahead. the scene from spongebob the movie <laughs> where it's yeah. like an ice cream stand yep and it's yep. like old lady <laughs> and it's an anglerfish that's amazing so we have paths paths using like a kind of slime mold to delineate you know where which will go to human settlements right we have like a tavern but but not and then anglerfish anglerfish trap because i kind of like the idea of this weird tavern um the thing i would like to add is like i'm imagining it'd be really cool to find a glade in the woods that's backed up against because you guys are basically to get to the, the cabin you'd have to go to, you'd have to go around this mountain and go up a path to the top. And I kind of like the idea of maybe the tavern is like at the bottom or something um, and like maybe built into the wall. And there's like a waterfall nearby that feeds the little tributary that you guys took to get into the forest anyway. So it's this kind of like 
thing that has sprouted up, but maybe it's been taken over by the tree. Um, Thurbash, what would you like to add? I had an idea. I know a little bit about the topography, mm-hmm. and I know that there's a mountain. Yes. And my idea is on the ground, on the shady side of the mountain, so probably less visible if you were a person walking on the normal path, uh, in between the trees of the forest, you see little tiny um, fairy circles. I don't know if you know what fairy circles are. They're, they're rings of mushrooms. Ooh. Um, and these fairy circles are scattered throughout the woods, but they're very, I don't want to say they're visible, um, but they are like noticeable, especially if you know what you're looking for. And you can style that however you want. But I think it'd be really cool if on the shady side of the mountain, just there's occasional outcroppings of fairy circles in between the trees. Ooh, so like maybe for a reason as you're getting closer to like this kind of place that you're going to, um, give me something, either you or someone else, because fairy circles are usually used as like um, gathering points and gateways, at least yeah. in Fey, right? Uh, I believe, yeah. A restroom, dude. <laughs> <It's> a restroom. <laughs> oh, gross. And teleports all the doo-doo into the human world. I'm writing that down. <laughs> um, give me something ominous about them. Smell like shit. Oh, gross. Okay. How about not only are they like in between trees on occasion, but as we've already potentially seen before... Uh, depending on where we are in episodes, maybe there are wooden remains, like the wooden statues that we encountered earlier, DM. Oh, yeah, like inside the wagon, right? Like the people that were, okay. Perhaps even these wooden remains are reaching towards the fairy circles instead of away from them. Ooh, okay. And would someone who's not Thurbash give me something like good about them maybe a folklore thing maybe like oh people say they're good or they're good luck for x reason or like people seek them out for this and that and whatever i know why people are reaching towards the circle because technically they're part of fey and not the natural world if you have a curse on you if you step inside the circle you'll get temporary reprieve from it because you're technically not in this world anymore and the magic can't latch onto you Oh, that's so good. you yeah. see all these dead bodies desperately having tried to cling their way towards it from some kind of like petrification curse to Thurbash's point. And if they had, they could have waited it out if they could have just gotten inside the circle. I love this. Okay. So you guys have just set the scene for the next encounter. Oh, <laughs> absolutely beautifully. Um, this is so cool. Oh, the temporary, what would that, oh, I'm not even going to bring up the idea because we can play with it when we get in the space but i wonder what that would do to Alea's curse thing is though mm-hmm. if you fall asleep in a circle you'll wake up in a different dimension and that dimension will be the toyotathon dimension <laughs> <sighs> toyotathon circles and you'll be there's a fay there that makes you sell used cars for eternity you sign the circle you're trapped here now <laughs> you have a quota Welcome to the team where every day is Memorial Day weekend and everything's on sale. What's the other <laughs> one? What's apart from Toyotathon? What would like the the rival? Is it oh, Hondaka? Is no. it like Hanukkah with Hondas? Like, so like that that's that's like benevolent, but Trixie, 
you need like malevolent. I don't think that's benevolent. Mm, but what if you st- step into one and become um, the auto warranty callers? Oh my <laughs> so god! So they're both car related. Telemarketers are just damned souls. We knew that. They're trapped. <laughs> trapped for eternity. Hello, your um, uh, your manufacturer's warranty on your wagon is about to expire. Would you like to upgrade to extra horsepower? They're trapped until they can get 100 people to agree to extend their warranty. Oh, and that's why they call you all the time. <laughs> like the Davy Jones 99 souls thing. Oh, jeez. 99 souls. Please don't hang up, please. Toyota thought. I'm writing that down. <laughs> oh, I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> Look, I, I know like, I said it, but you know. We all know that most of the stuff you say on the show you forget about at least a week later. I do, but that's for the best. <laughs> um, okay, so like, we have like for real. Tavern, but not curse curing phase circles a winding network of roads led by a people hungry lichen we've already met people hungry plants so that actually kind of works would anyone else like to add anything that would that jumps into their forebrain hmm. how about you av so here's some fun i mean we have some facts that alaya knows about the forest is that all the trees are dead oh yeah and like the only plant she encountered that talked to her was like i want to eat you Please. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not quick on my feet. Neither is Alea. <laughs> Actually, her dex is pretty good for a druid. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. How about I ask you a different question? Okay. Alea always finds the bright side in things, and everything here is extra spooky, right? What is something that you always like to see about nature like something that every time you see it without fail it just like takes your breath away or like something that always makes you feel comfortable um i don't know if this is about nature per se but like you know when you're staring at like some sun like shining through a window and it's all those like dust particles and like Mm -hmm. when you're outside it's pollen and stuff but that's always kind of cool I don't know. So, like, the, the kind of god rays peeking through the forest, right? Yeah, but we've already established that there's no sunlight here, right? Well, <laughs> yeah, yes, but also, like, you're traveling through this forest, like, um, uh, like, Tedward suggested that, like, as the roots of trees get thinner, the paths start to die off and the influence starts to vanish. So, you could easily find a part of the forest that has, like, tons of these, like, rays from the moonlight or the sunlight coming in. It's like I was about to say, what if the fact that there's no natural sunlight makes those god rays simultaneously more beautiful, but also like, what the fuck? Ooh. Uh, another anglerfish situation. Like, what's <laughs> making that? What's making that light? <laughs> I kind of like this. It feels twisted too, and like we've also established that because of like when when you guys all cast spells, right? The forest here, like magic, isn't working properly. Be- and it's wild magic. Like something is so wrong here that like magic is behaving in ways where and nature is behaving in ways that it shouldn't. So like God rays from no source, it, it would feel right on the vein of this place is cracking at the seams. I like it. Haha. See, there you go. You got this. You just need a little um thing. To, you need something to chew on. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Okay, cool. Um, so we are at the 45 minute mark. I think that's enough um, so. for my taste. We That'll get us to like 50 minutes or so. Um, yeah, so listeners, there will be no story this week. Um, as I said before, Haley had something pretty urgent come up um, and couldn't make it to this recording. But fear not. We're going to have a Gilded Lily episode next week, and you guys got some really cool world building, which, based on our download numbers, you seem to enjoy. <laughs> um, so thanks for joining us in this little decompression session here. Um, things are going to get a little intense as the year comes to an end, so this might be a good break for our players before we really get into the weeds. Um, <laughs> 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 bad jokes. Um, would any of you like to say anything to our audience? Oh boy! Thank you. For now your is the time. <laughs> Execute Get out while you order can. <laughs> 67. Order sixty-seven. I thought you were going to say sixty-nine. I could have, but I would have been skipping three whole orders. You got to uh, go. All right, all right. I don't want to confuse <laughs> them. They're just clones. <laughs> That's what you, anyway. you make clones to download our episodes. Don't get vaccinated, please. Uh, <laughs> artificially increasing those listening numbers with clones. Clever. I gotta get my booster shot. You guys get your booster shot? No, I gotta get mine. Oh no, I haven't got my booster shot yet. I got the regular also, one. Also, uh, I do actually want to say this. Go watch Arcane on Netflix or you're a loser. Oh, <laughs> I'm a loser. Damn. Me too! Oh, oh, we gotta go. Let's go. Hurry. It's so good. You guys are squares. No, I, I wanted to watch it. I just wanted to make sure I was like in like, you know, fully focused on it. Cause I, I don't know what like, that means. I usually like when I'm watching something, it's just something I throw on in the background so I can like work and like have oh, something gotcha. just in the background. So like I know that I need to focus on this. She wants to pay attention to it. You can have it's watch. probably good, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. You like oh, half so watch good. as it slowly fades into the background and like, you know, the audio gets quieter. I, I watched it because my mom made me watch 16 whole hours of Christian television. There's this Whoa. crowdfunded oh, show no. about the apostles called The Chosen. There's two episodes. There are uh, two seasons. There's there are eight, eight episode seasons. I, I was going to say two episodes. <laughs> yeah, two episodes. Two eight episode seasons for 16 episodes. And they're about 40 minutes to an hour each. So it was like 16 hours of TV in two days. Dang. of of the apostles and i watched uh i watched arcane as a sort of palate cleanser and it it was just it's the best animated thing that's ever been made hands down hey if we're shouting out shows everyone should go watch owl house because that's phenomenal mm. also hmm. mm. i haven't seen that one but i have heard good things so good and, and squidward game which is a re-edit of spongebob so that it's the squid game but it's all squidward yeah <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you, listeners, for listening, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for your support and tolerance. Ooh, I yeah, walked away tolerance. to see how long that would go on. <laughs> tolerance. Oh, you're back. Okay. Oof. Haha. All right. I will end there. Hey, hey, thank you for sticking around. I hope you enjoyed that little bit of player-led world building. As a DM, it always gets me really excited to let the players just dig in and sculpt some of the places they'll be visiting. So, you know, it's as much their story and their experience as it is mine. And plus, if they kind of know a little bit about the place they're going, there's less space of them just kind of 
guessing and trying to figure out, you know, oh, what has Mike written about this place that I'm not going to, I don't want to step on. So it just smooths out the whole experience for all of us. And they get to make some cool shit that I would probably never think of. If that's not your thing, well, good news. We're returning to our regular scheduling next week with another episode of The Gilded Lily. Stay safe, and see you soon. Wait, no, we're oh, I'm so silly. We are in, <laughs> we're in D and D Beyond. Yes, that's why. That's why things aren't updated. I was like, why? I'm looking at this thing, and it should be updated. Why is it not updated? Yeah, that'll do it. No, stop, Evie. Ow! She's such a demon. Is she just nibbling on you. She took a tissue out of a tissue box, started eating it, and then I tried to get it out of her mouth, and she nipped at me. The cat or a dog? It's a dog. Stop it. Teensy dog. Is this a new dog? Yeah. I got her in September. Oh, wow. She's a little menace.